pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. This Sunday in our diocese is the diocesan day of vocations, that God has called each one of us to a particular vocation. And I know I called out these Damascus missionaries, but we as a church are on a mission. We have so many missionaries, and all of us are called to be missionaries in our own places of influence. We are a church on a mission. God has called all of us to preach the gospel, not just the priest, not just the nun, all of us to preach Jesus. We have a choice to say yes or to say no. And sometimes we can say no. Even um, just real quick, when I first felt called to priesthood, I said, I'm good. No thanks, God. I first felt called when I was 17 years old. And I was like, why would I want to be a priest? That looks old and boring and lonely. Little did I know the gift that God wanted to give me. So, the first story we heard from the, the reading in the beginning, from the book, uh, yeah. So we heard this story about three people. Well, actually two people and one donkey. First we have Balak. Can you, can you say Balak? Balak is a king. He's the king of Moab. And he's recognizing that the Israelites are basically invading his territory. And he's like, I got to get rid of them. So then he sends this man, Balaam. Say Balaam. All right, we have Balaam, and he says, Balaam, go curse them. Balaam, of course, should not curse the people of God, but he goes on his way, and God gets angry. So we have the third character. We have Balaam's donkey. Balaam's donkey is on the way with, Bala with Balaam, and he sees an angel. The angel comes in his midst, and he gets scared, and so he goes off of the road. Then Balaam whips him and slaps him and says, get back on the road. I have a mission. The angel comes back and Balaam whips him again. Eventually, the angel allows the donkey to speak to his master Balaam. And Balaam's like, whoa, this donkey's speaking now. And he's like, why are you doing this? And then God shows Balaam that the angel is, is there, right there that he is about to do something against the will of God. And so Balaam has a conversion. He's on this path against the will of God. Think of Saul, who, what's his, what's his new name? Saul to Paul. Saul is on the way to kill Christians, and Jesus comes in his midst and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You're going against the will of God, even though you think it's God's will. So Balaam has a conversion. He says, I've sinned. And eventually he says to the king, Balak, I can only speak what God puts in my mouth. That's where we all need to get to, family. We've all get to, got to get to this place where, okay, if we're doing what's against the will of God, we need a conversion. So Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come and convert our hearts. If we're doing anything against the will of God, Lord, give me conversion right now so I can walk your way. Amen? Amen. And who is the most beautiful image of that to doing the will of God? In the gospel today, we have Mary, our beautiful mother. Mary teaches us beautifully how to respond to the will of God. And I want to take three points on what Mary teaches us on doing God's will. First is 
humility and knowing our poverty. Knowing that we need God, that without God we can do nothing. Second is focus on Jesus. And third is to continue to be receptive and open to what God wants to keep doing. That God is always doing more in us. So first, humility and knowing our poverty. Knowing that we need God. The angel comes to Mary. Wow. And the angel says, Mary, you are going to be the mother of God. And Mary says, how can this be? I have no husband. I have no relations with a man. Mary recognizes that without God, she can't do this. And so the, whole, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. God has called each of us to a vocation and he will deliver, he will give us what we need. His Spirit is living in us. The Holy Spirit makes your vocation possible. Mary's response, Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me. Basically, she's saying to, to the angel, she's saying to God, I'm yours. Do it. Let it be done. Whatever you want, Lord, I'm open, I'm empty, I'm here to receive. So before knowing the will of God, we have to know that God is going to provide. Let God flood you in your poverty. I said Saul was on the way to Damascus to kill Christians, and he has this conversion. Saul too? What's his new name? Paul. And Paul writes to the Corinthians. His second letter to the Corinthians, Paul is, he's like, oh, there's a thorn in my flesh. Paul recognizes that he's weak, that there's something that's like, it's, it's just a struggle, it's a weakness, it's a poverty. All of us know the struggle. And Jesus reveals to him, he, Jesus says to him, listen to this, Paul says, three times I begged the Lord about this, that this struggle might leave me, this thorn in my flesh. But Jesus said to me, say this with me, my grace, my grace. is sufficient, is sufficient. For, you. for you. For power is made perfect in weakness. Paul continues to go, I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. When you acknowledge in humility your, your weakness, your emptiness, your poverty, the fact that without God you can't do anything, when you acknowledge that, Lord, do it to me. Come, Lord. I know you're going to provide. And so Paul recognizes, he eventually says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Good job, family. What we learn is that God will actually use our weakness to keep us humble so that we can rely on him and rely on his spirit. The second thing that Mary teaches us First, to be humble and poor so that God can do it in us. The second thing is to focus on the words of Jesus. Can anyone tell me where Mary recognizes our poverty? Like where Mary sees that we're empty, that we're poor. Anyone know? It's in John chapter 2. 
It's at a wedding. Say it out loud. The wedding at Cana. Mary recognizes that they're having a hafla, they're having a party, and they ran out of wine. Wine is a symbol of joy, of all that's good in life. They ran out, and Mary says, look, they ran out. She goes to her son, Broni, they ran out of wine. Jesus is like, what does that to do with me? I haven't revealed myself yet. And what does Mary say to the servants? Say this with me. Do whatever he tells you. Mary, those are her last words in the whole Bible. The last words of Mary. First she says, let it be done unto me. Her last words, do whatever he tells you. So what is Jesus telling you? Jesus is telling us something. He, he has a will for all of us. He's calling all of us. I'm speaking to every single one of you. All of us. I don't see you. I, I want to know you. But Mary is saying to you, all of us, today, do whatever Jesus tells you. And so what is he telling you? How do you know? How do you know what Jesus is saying? That's, that's a process. It's discernment. But it's from him. Jesus is telling you something. Are we listening? And where do we listen? For me, adoration is a game changer. We have a beautiful adoration chapel right there. It's open 24-7. And it's very quiet in there. Some, it's, it should be quiet in adoration. And family, the world is busy. Who's busy? Can you raise your hand if you're busy? That's it? You guys are lazy. What's wrong with you? No. Who's busy? All right. Yallah, if you're not busy, the church is, we need you, okay? Okay. All right. Well, God needs you. I'm joking. It's not about being busy. It's not about being busy. But God has a mission for you. But the world is, is loud. It's exhausting. You know, every week, you, I think you get a screen time message that says, this is how long you've been on your screen. For me, it's like four hours a day. It's like, what am I doing for four hours a day on a screen? For some of your kids, it's like eight, ten hours a day. Habibi, how are you going to listen to God when you're on a screen the whole time? So when you go into adoration, keep your phone in your car and say, Jesus, what do you want to say to me today? There's a, a beautiful story in the Bible, 1 Kings. God told the prophet Elijah to go on a mountain and wait for his presence. And this is what happens. This is what it says. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. You guys listening? Then a great and powerful wind <sighs> tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. Was the Lord in the wind? Sahlola. No. The Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. Was the Lord in the earthquake? No. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. Was the Lord in the fire? Was the Lord in a fire? No. The Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. God speaks in the silence. 
when we get away from the noise, away from the busyness, the exhaustion, when we sit with him face-to-face, one-on-one, God speaks. So what is Jesus telling you? Mary says, do whatever he tells you. So what is he saying? If, you're, if it's too loud, we can't hear, pray. Quiet down. Amen? Amen. Parents, you often ask your children, one of the most common questions you'll ask is, hey kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Normal question. You hope they say doctor, lawyer, pharmacist, whatever, right? But have you ever asked them the question, what does God want you to be when you grow up? What is God telling you to be? So just like last time, I want to do 20 seconds. Parents, I want you to talk to your kids right now. Ask your kids right now, kids, what does God want you to be when you grow up? Go ahead. I'll give you 20 seconds. Kids, listen. <laughs> All right, I just realized I'm like almost out of time because we're late. We need to, as a community, we need to foster more faith that God is speaking to us, that God wants a relationship with us, that Jesus is speaking and he has a call in our lives. All of us are called. First, call to holiness, call to be saints. Our destination is heaven. Second, he has a particular will for us. Some of us in this church are called to be priests. Some of us are called to be nuns. Most of you are called to be married and holy husbands and wives. John Paul II, he speaks to the youth, and this is what he said. Do not be satisfied with mediocrity. Do not be afraid to be holy. Have courage and humility to present yourselves to the world determined to be holy since full true freedom is born from holiness. Amen. Last thing, I have to, okay. So, open to God, humble, poor. Second, do whatever he tells you. Now third, continued openness to the will of God. We see Mary, one of the last scenes of Mary in the Bible, is at the cross. We have this cross, Jesus died, and next to the cross is his mother and his beloved disciple. And when Jesus died, Mary's vocation is to be the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. And when Jesus died, Mary could have been tempted to think, my vocation's over. I took care of Jesus for 33 years, I raised him, and I suffered the most to watch my son die. It's over. I'm done. I did it. And yet from the cross, Jesus looks at his mother and says, woman, finish it. Behold your son. That even at the cross, even in the midst of suffering, God is not done. Suffering doesn't mean that God's will is not happening. It means that God is inviting us to trust in him. Mary perfectly trusts. Her, her surrender was, Lord, let it be done according to your word. Now she's saying from the cross, Lord, let it be done. 
And Jesus says to her, Behold your son, your vocation now is to be the mother of you, the mother of us, the mother of the church. And so Mary is our mom. Your vocation, it might transform over time. So remember to be open to what God is saying. Mary says, do whatever he tells you. Finally, we see Mary at Pentecost. She's teaching the apostles and disciples how to receive the Holy Spirit. She received the Holy Spirit so perfectly that Jesus was born inside of her. And now she's teaching us how to receive God. So a recap. Know your need. Take Mary's advice to hear from Jesus, to do whatever he tells you, and remain open to receiving more. Amen.